North Carolina is off to a 6-1 start and in control of the ACC Coastal, but there's always plenty to be working on. Just what have the Tar Heels been up to in their off week? We'll find out today as starting cornerback Tony Grimes joins the show. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Monday, October 24th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making our show your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that we're free and available anywhere you get podcasts so you can subscribe right now to make sure you don't miss a second of your team every day. This episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this weekend's upcoming matchup between the Tar Heels and Pittsburgh on the ACC Network right there on Sling. The TV you love for the price you love. Try it today. It is great to be joined on Locked on Tar Heels today by North Carolina junior cornerback, Mr. Tony Grimes. Tony, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Today's interview with Tony is brought to you by Heels for Life, the collective supporting UNC football. And Tony, man, we got to start. It's so nice we're doing this on an off weekend. How nice is it to have two off weekends in the same season? Um, It's amazing. It's definitely amazing. Bodies needed. The players we needed. We've been grinding all season, grinding all spring, grinding all fall. So just to have this little rest on our body um helps. Max, Max is a smart man because he knew what he was doing <laughs> having us with them first three games, then throughout the season and the two bye weeks. So yeah, you know what he was doing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great to have all those non-conference games to get the season up and rolling, especially with a young court quarterback in Drake getting his feet up under him, uh, allowing you guys as a defense to figure more things out. And so uh, we'll talk about what's upcoming after that second bye week later on in the show. But I got to start off with a heavy hitting question for you, Tony. Yes, sir. Coach Bly recently tweeted that you could leave him one on one with Josh Downs and there would be no issues. What, where are you at on that? Uh, Coach Bly to- and uh, and Josh Downs going one-on-one. Who wins that battle? Uh, one is going to be a battle, but I'm going to say uh, I'm going to win more opportunity just because that's how competitive a player I am. You know, <laughs> but Josh, man, that's a freak of nature right there. Like, he, like I haven't seen no receiver do what he can do, especially, like, with his height. Like, because he's, like, he knows he's the smallest guy on the field, but yeah. he don't play like the smallest guy on the field. So he just out of making big time plays, big boy plays, and I love it. So Josh on special. That's my dude. Man, yes, it's crazy. So uh the Tar Heels, Tony, you guys are six and one already, mm-hmm. bowl eligible. You're in great position in the ACC. What's what's been working so well for the team so far this season? Both the team as a whole and you guys as a defensive unit. I say the team as a whole is um we fight. Um we fight. Um, I, I want to say last year we didn't fight as what um how we wanted to fight last year um mm. some games was close and we just you know gave in and gave up type but this year man everybody fighting we got them dogs um when something go bad <laughs> and something goes wrong we don't get discouraged we just go back we regroup um we take our you know our l's on the chin during the game and just go back at it yes absolutely like here's a great example of that last season no road victories. Like I think you guys were zero and five on the road, and then this year, starting off four and zero on the road, 
all of which are by one possession. Um, what What is it that you guys have been able to do to kind of flip that and go uh, take somebody's cookies in their own place? Man, we get just just Mac Brown just letting us know just every week, like, we got to win road games because we was bad last year at road games. Like you said, we got to win road games. In order to win a conference, you got to win your road games. So that's what we're doing good so far. Um, we're running our road games. Just we – we we know what it takes. Like this yeah. is like this is not a young team anymore. Like we got like we know what it takes. So we can go out there and we can put on a show every time. Yes, absolutely. And what's really interesting about all those road games is all four of those victories have been by just one possession. For for you, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. For you as a cornerback, sometimes out there on an island and storm on the other side. Um, how stressful can that be knowing, listen, one one game-breaking play right here could flip the script and get the home team back in uh, the winning column? Oh, we just got to stay locked in. Like, just us as the whole secondary because knowing, like, okay, the offense is going to throw the ball. The last couple of games, the defense, um, the secondary made a pick to win the game. So we just all lock in. Like, the ball got to be in the air now. And whoever makes this play – game could be over so somebody got to make the play so that's what we do um we, we make the play at the end of the game but we just got to stay locked in we know like ball got to come our way so yeah and, and and that's a great point tony because i know i know the defense has taken some heat early this season giving up yeah. like the 61 points to app state and yeah. those kind of things but as you just referenced man there was the um only 10 points to virginia tech and then game ceiling interceptions against both Miami and then Duke last week, DeAndre uh, in the Miami game and and Will uh, yeah. last week against Duke. And so you you talked about just a minute ago, you take those L's sometimes, all right? That's just the nature of being in the secondary, but then you just put your head right back into it, short-term memory and get going. Uh, what does it say about the resilience of your defensive unit that despite uh, some of the issues and struggles, man, when it was really counting, you guys are making the plays to get on the bus and go home with the W. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I like to say is that we going home, like we know the defense hasn't been um, showing out at all, um, at all times throughout the game. But what we take and what we're blessed with is that we're, we got a dub after, you know, the performance of the defense. So what we got to do and what we do, we just go back every week and we try to get better. Um, we go back in the lab, we fix it, we fix it, and we get ready for the next game. Um, but if we play together as one every time, man, it'd be a scary sight. It's just that a few missing plays, um, a few missing assignments that get them there or get them here. But really, if we just lock in, it's going to be a scary sight on what we can do. <laughs> That's right. And we've still got five games ahead in this season to see how that all plays out. Now, Tony, a question I've got that I feel like maybe a lot of people who aren't out there doing it don't understand. Just how hard is it to stop modern offenses with everything they're doing? Uh, it's crazy. That's why we put so much um, – that's why Matt put so much pressure on our um, coaches, um, really. Um, coaches got to skim them a game. Coaches got to put us in the right spot, and just we got to make the plays. We got to do our fundamental techniques. So we, as a defense, we trust the coaches on what they do, how they're going to scheme up, what, um, how they're going to prepare us, and we just go out and play. But it's very, it's very difficult, especially if you got like, <laughs> a, like a speed quarterback that can get out of the pocket. They're, they got more like RPO games, the play action, double passes, straight play. So, yeah, it's a lot for sure. 
Absolutely. And and this year, part of that for you is that you guys have switched from Coach Bateman now to Coach Chiswick. How mm-hmm. um how difficult is it to switch defensive coordinators? And then like especially like are there different techniques things that you're being asked to do or different coverage styles? No, yeah, 110 percent Um <laughs> oh, um, I want to say when Bateman was here, Bateman was an amazing coach. When he was here, um he really just had us press a lot, you know. Uh, had us press a lot, you know, man covering and stuff like that. But with Chase here, Chase is um, helping us learn defense more, schemes, you know, dropping the zone, playing a little man, um, knowing where your hub is. So I want to say Chizik taught me as well as some other players on the defense more just about football, more about the scheme of football, how to run things, um, how to play this coverage with this formation and stuff like that. So I want to say having Chiz really helped um, improve my game. For sure, prove everybody game on defense. Honestly, just helping with like IQ wise. Yeah, man, that's very. Uh, and then speaking about uh, going back to the Duke game from last week, there was a play. Uh, I think it was like late in the third quarter. You'd had this great break on the ball laid out, and I thought I was like, "Oh, Tony is about to get this pick right oh, yeah. here," and just couldn't couldn't yeah. quite haul it in. What's going through your brain on that play? Oh, um, what's going through my brain is, man, you got to make that play. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you make that play, that's a that's a game changer right there. Yeah. Like during the play, I'm just we're playing a couple four. Um couple four. You know, take my eyes through the quarterback, read the quick game. As soon as I see him look at number two and I see <laughs> two to a flat, I'm like, oh, he's gonna throw this ball. So I jumped it. If I would have jumped it a little more, we would have been to the crib celebrating. But man, yeah. And thankfully, as we already talked about, things played out in the end. And even on that drive, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, said Gray, that was third down, said mm-hmm. Gray, uh, or second down, said Gray had a stop on third right after that. And then Duke went forward on fourth down, and you guys stopped him the second turnover on downs of yep. the day. Speaking yes, of Cedric Gray, he is fifth in the nation in total tackles, leads all Power Five, like all the Power Five conferences. He's number one in tackles. Mm-hmm. Power Eccles is 16th in the nation in tackles. What is it that the linebacking room is doing so well this season? I'm going to be honest. The linebacker put this defense together, really. And, like, the D-line, for sure. Like, the D-line hard. Like, like our D-line is what runs it. But the linebackers, they put us together. Like, they make sure we level-headed, we straight. They make sure we hype when we go back on that field. They just keep everything together. Like, those are tone setters is the linebackers powering set. Yeah, man, that's so good. Love it. And we. what I want to do is then look ahead to next week against Pittsburgh right after I tell you a little bit about Nissan. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. And when I think of unbelievable abilities on the football field, For this week's thrilling moment, it has to be the two game-sealing picks the Tar Heels have had in their last two games against Miami and Duke. Against the Hurricanes, it was DeAndre Boykins coming up with the game-sealing interception. And then against Duke, Noah Taylor got a tip at the line, and Will Hardy was the one that came up with the pick. Both games hung in the balance prior to that, but the defense came up huge to help secure the victory. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. 
Once again, we are joined today on Locked on Tar Heels by North Carolina junior cornerback, Mr. Tony Grimes, number one in your playbook and in your hearts. You love to see it. Uh, and for your second listen today, let me remind you to listen to Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So, Tony, in preparation for the Pittsburgh game and uh, the, the final four remaining regular season games after that, what all have you guys been working on in the off week? Um, we've just been working on Pitt uh, while we can. We just like to get ahead on our next opponent. So having this bye week and having the next week to get ahead on Pitt is amazing. Um, we watched Pitt play against Louisville, which helped us see what kind of stuff they do. Um, they they got some players that's back as well. So this just gave us a chance to get, you know, prepared for Pitt, just an extra couple of days in Pitt. Absolutely. And, and uh, man, unfortunately for Pitt, they, uh, I mean, very thankfully for North Carolina, Pitt lost last night, um, or excuse me, on Saturday. And uh, Miami also went down and then Georgia Tech lost on Thursday. So now uh, you guys actually have a two game lead in the loss column in the Coastal Division. But I know that you don't want to just be like, all right, cool, we're good. Right. So uh, how do you keep just taking it one game at a time, even though you've got uh, a good little padding there in the division standings. Oh, um, like you said, just taking one game at a time. Every week we try to go one or zero, and we gotta have that hunger because we got a lot of proof last year. Um, especially when Pitt when Pitt beat us last year, so we Man. gotta um tip on our shoulder for sure. But yeah, um, every week we gotta go one or zero. Um, we don't like the feeling that we had last year, and at any moment just can't go back to the feeling that we had last year. So we just gotta keep going. We gotta keep pushing every week. That's right, man. That pit game was so close last year. As you said earlier, man, just a couple plays here and there can really turn the tide. You guys have been making those plays this season, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that against Pitt this coming Saturday night. Yes, now, sir. something the secondary, uh, a good news for the secondary is pretty soon Jaquarius Conley is going to come back. Uh, what, what does that mean for you guys in the secondary, and how are you feeling about getting him back in the fold? That puts an extra um uh, um extra dog in the secondary for sure. Ha um having JQ come back one is going to raise the level of competition, which is amazing. And, um every time you when you have somebody come back and raise the level of competition, the new like just new skills show, just just that eager that hunger show. Um, but having him back is exciting. Man. He's a playmaker, and we missed him on that field. And when he's on that field, you are gonna notice him like you notice Shakur. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So true, man. So uh, we are, Tony, just a little bit over halfway through this 2022 football season. Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys have just, as, as a secondary, have been making strides game after game after game. What is it that specifically the secondary is still trying to work on to really firm up as a unit? Um, limit explosive plays. Limit explosive plays and tackle. But as a secondary, we got limit explosive plays. Like me, um, I think I gave up. The last two games, I gave him a touchdown. So, and then it's just me without giving him touchdowns. It's just the game's just, just the game's different. The game's is literally different. So, just limiting the supposed to plays, playing your technique, and knowing you're the best guy on the field, knowing that we the best defense on the field, knowing that we the best team on the field, just gonna take everything mm -hmm. off. So, yeah. Yeah. What What does it take uh, to just get more specific with it? What does it take to limit explosive plays? Just stay focused and locked in all game. Um, coaches put you in a great call, and you. Do your assignment, do your technique, do your job, and you straight. 
for sure. I mean, it's going to be plays here they make here and there, sure. but we yep. got to limit the explosive plays, the explosive plays, the touchdowns, the 60 yard catches, the, the, the breakout runs. We stop that and we straight for sure. Yeah. Man, that's good. And and you talked about uh, the prep work you guys have already been doing for Pitt. When you watch Keaton Slovis on film, and I know he got banged up a little bit against Louisville this weekend, but uh, what does Keaton Slovis do that you're going to have to be ready for as a secondary? We're just going to have to play our game. Hmm. Honestly, that's what it come down to. Um, secondary, we play our game. We do what we've been practicing all week, and we take that confidence level and put it on the field. We're going to be ready for everything. I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's phenomenal. Sure, absolutely. Man, our secondary, we phenomenal. We great too, for sure. <laughs> Part of what helps make you guys be so good is is the uh, the defensive front that you talked about. And these guys like Cayman Rucker and Noah Taylor and everybody up front doing what they do. How does the pressure that they apply um, on a quarterback really help you do your job better? Man, quarterbacks be fearful at our D line. <laughs> I feel like we got an SEC D line. That, that's what I'm gonna say is that we got an SEC D line. Like they're amazing. Like they gonna get to that quarterback. They gonna pass rush. They gonna set them edges. They gonna get in them gaps. I love our D line, man. Um, they help us a lot, especially in the secondary. They can rush that quarterback, get a quarterback all scattered, and you throw that ball away. Somebody gonna bound to come up with it. That's right. And you love to see how that's going to continue to unfold as yes, the season goes on. Part of that is, man, as you talked about earlier, there's so much talent on this defensive side of the ball and there's a lot of young talent. What are you excited to see about some of uh, the, the younger guys and what they're bringing to the team? I'm just for, for the young guys. I'm just excited to see how they do next year. Cause like, I remember being that young guy that like that right. freshman and just know, just having that extra year under your belt, just having to actually, okay, I played, I did this, like I know how I feel, or even this, okay, I had, I already had a fall camp. I know how a fall camp is. I already had a season. I know how this go. Just having just been confident. So I just can't wait to see next year and see what they bring. I'll see that level of confidence go up. They wait, get, they get bigger, stronger, faster. They get more confident. So I just can't wait to see what they do next year, really. Yeah, man, so good. Love that. Mm-hmm. Now, Tony, thankfully, uh, you don't have to go up. Uh, excuse me, other than in practice, you don't have to go up against Drake May and this explosive offensive unit that the Tar Heels have. You as a cornerback, how do you think you would try to attack Drake May and what he's doing? Ah, ah, man, I don't know, man. I don't know, Drake's special. And then if you let Drake get hot, it's crazy. You can't let Drake get hot. Um, Plans against Drake, I just got to be confident in myself really to be a confident in my next <laughs> receiver be like all right receiver i'm facing right now he's not better than me that's how i beat drake but drake drake made plays so we're gonna see how we how that thing gonna go yeah sounds like it would be more about limiting him than actually stopping him that's about yeah. all you can do with somebody like that yeah, yeah you gotta that's limit good. drake you can't stop drake no, man, that's good. So uh, I know we're looking one game at a time, but but one more game I want to ask you about is at the end of the regular season, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, another one of those really close games, man. That that NC State game last year just felt like everything was going well, and then just in the end, didn't, weren't able to make the plays to win. Uh, for you, last year against NC State, career high seven tackles. What what are you looking forward to the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday? hosting NC State there in Keenan Stadium to get a little bit of revenge from last year. Man, 
I can't wait to play against State. And <laughs> not just me. We got a couple of players that felt that L last year. Can't wait to play against State. Um, we got a chip on our shoulder, and um, we got some revenge for sure. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to play State. Um, I hope they throw a lot. That's what I do. I, I hope they throw a lot. For sure. <laughs> Tony is hunting picks on that. You hear it in everything he just said right there. Good. That'll be coming up the day after Thanksgiving. But before we get there, coming up this Saturday, Carolina hosts Pittsburgh under the lights for homecoming. Going to be an electric atmosphere. Folks, make sure you get out to Keenan for that one to support Tony and the guys. Tony himself was one of those young guys he just talked about just a few years ago. We want to ask him more about his background and his family and all of that. We're going to do it in just a minute right after I tell you about sweat block. Pamela used to hide in the bathroom every 30 minutes or so to dry off her armpits so no one would notice the embarrassing wet circles forming under her arms. But thanks to sweat block, she finally has her life back. Why? Because Pamela was able to fix her problems with sweat block. Sweatblock gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat or odor. In fact, the Sweatblock wipes were recently featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. We are joined today on Locked on Tar Heels by Mr. Tony Grimes, part of the secondary for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Great to have him on. So far, we've been talking about this season, but we want to backtrack a little bit and talk about just Tony the person. You see Tony on the field, but man, always want to remind you that these young men and these young women that you cheer for for the Tar Heels are more than just athletes. They're human beings with a great life and all sorts of stuff going on. And so, Tony, uh, you, as somebody growing up in Virginia, just tell us a little bit about your family and growing up. Um, I grew up with my mom, um, Cynthia, and my dad, um, Dion, but I call them Pops. Then I grew up <laughs> with my twin, um, me and my twin. My twin name is Antino, so just me and him grew up together. Uh, we have a couple older brothers, but didn't grow up in the um, same household together, like, high, like throughout high school and stuff like that. Just um, man, growing up, been exciting. Um, from Virginia Beach, Virginia, um, went to Princeton High School. Um, my high school was predominant. I want to say predominantly, it was it was a lot of people in that high school. Um, it was amazing. I learned I learned a lot of things in high school, playing high school football, my teachers, and all that kind of stuff. So it was fun. Yeah, that's good. And so uh, you talked about your twin. Who's technically older? He is. I'm the youngest in the family. I'm the baby <laughs> born. So my mom, just me going off to college, my mom was, you know, a little bit more emotional. I say that for sure. But yeah, I'm the baby in the family. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, with you going off to college and not only are you the baby leaving, but you left early. How mm -hmm. hard is that on your mom to, to expect like, oh, I got another year with my baby, Tony. Uh, but then there you go off to Chapel Hill a year early. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it was definitely hard for her, but she was more excited. Um, she um she was more excited like like my baby's going to college, like he's going to college for free as well. So like she was <laughs> excited. Um, she uh, all I had to do was take one more class, then I would be straight. So she helped me um pay for my online classes to take that class, and it was straight for that. And so thankful uh, mm -hmm. for those parents in our lives and everything they do to help uh, raise us and grow us. Now, for you, you came in um, not only as um, somebody who reclassified and came in a year early, 
But because of how uh, high your ranking was, both as a cornerback and just nationally, like uh, overall rankings, mm -hmm. how much pressure did you feel to perform right away? Um, I want to say um, a lot of pressure. And just as just an athlete coming out of high school period and just having a chance to go out here and actually play college football, um, it was definitely a lot of pressure. But I want to say it's good now just because I know how to handle the pressure. You know, mm -hmm. um, just time over time, you know how to handle pressure. So, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What what influenced that decision for you to want to leave early and enroll uh, after your junior season? Um, they canceled high school football in our area because of COVID. Um, so I was like, instead of just sitting here, just doing straight high school without like football or nothing like that, I was like, <laughs> Might as well just try to see if you can leave early. So I asked around, asked a couple schools. They said, yeah, they'll take me. And UNC was one of them. Just meeting Dre Bly, because um, Dre Bly's from our area. So That's right. just having him on the staff, having Mac back is just crazy because I grew up watching Mac when he was here type. So, so uh, Tony, I want to ask you about your teammates. I want to give you a category, and you tell me who you think would best fit this category and I know there's a lot of guys on a football team so uh it's hard to narrow it down but we'll see what we can do on the North Carolina Tar Heels football team who would you say is the class clown mm. I want to say um deuce 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 the class clown I want to say freshman young just came in he just got this good sissy humor about him um he talks a lot which is just love because <laughs> a person that talk a lot just keeps the mood going in the locker room um, but he's funny, though, so I give that to him, Deuce. Yes, and you see it played out in his uh, sack celebration a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago. That was hilarious. Exactly. All right, Tony, who would you say is the best dressed? Mm. Um, Best dressed? I want to say Josh Downs. No, 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 no. Best dressed, I say Josh Downs and Legend. Okay. On air time, for sure. Yeah. Yes, that would be Legend Cavazos, a, mm -hmm. a great uh, football cornerback uh, transfer coming in from Ohio State this yeah. season. You love to see it. Who would you say is the biggest foodie on the team? Who loves Diego. food? Uh, Diego. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my guy though. But yeah, I'm I'm going with Diego. Big Diego. <laughs> love it. All right. Who is the biggest nerd or dork on the team? Chris Holiday. Chris Holiday, Elijah Green, Sebastian Cheeks, them boys, them boys got their brains. They there. They there yeah. with it. They had them brains like them, but they there with it for sure. I love it. Uh, biggest film junkie. Who is watching the most film? I want to say Noah Taylor. I, I want to say Noah Taylor watches a lot of film. Um, he actually inspired me to watch even more film than I watch now, and I watch a lot of film. So, yeah, Noah Taylor watches a lot of film. He's a film junkie for sure. Man, interesting, interesting. All right, last one. Who is the most likely to be the president of the United States? Chris Holiday. <laughs> Christopher Holiday, most definitely. Corey Holiday's son, definitely. Yeah, man, that's great. Okay, thank you. There's some team superlatives, courtesy of Mr. Tony Grimes. Tony, uh, one of the one of your answers there brought up another question for me. Uh, you talked about Noah Taylor being a huge film junkie. What? How helpful is it to have um, an upperclassman transfer in and really help set that tone of saying like, no, this is how we do it. And uh, everybody come follow me in that way. That's great. That's amazing. Uh, having Noah Taylor um, here 
is definitely a changer. Like you can see it. And without having him, I think I like honestly, I think it'd be a little different. But having him join our team, you just see just the D line get better, just the linebackers get better, secondary get better, and we all just coming together. Um, we're doing what he say, we're doing what other um um athletes say because we trust them and they've proven to well, he's proven to us that one, he's gonna go out, he's gonna make plays, he's gonna ball. Two, he's gonna try, he's gonna work hard. That's what he do. Three, he's just a regular guy like us. Um, he just like to have fun just when it's time to come down to business. This is time. Yeah, man, that's great. So, uh, Tony, man, it's hard to believe that this is now your third year in Chapel Hill. And uh, when when you think about being part of this university, what does it mean to you to be a Tar Heel? Um, means to me to be a Tar Heel, man, is just – um, I'm gonna say it's lifelong. Um, all once a Tar Heel, you're really always a Tar Heel. Just the connections after, just the brotherhood I built with the guys and stuff like that. So, uh, to be a Tar Heel, man, it's um, it's a forever thing for sure. Tony, I know that as part of being Heels for Life, one of the things that you are asked to do is have a hometown charity that you support. What is that, and why is it important to you? Um, though. Charity I picked was um, Project Cold Case, and I want to say it's important to me because it helps um, open up cases that hasn't been solved yet or, like, solve cases that hasn't been solved yet that needs to be solved. Um, my grandmother um, was kidnapped before um, I was even born, so her um, case is still open. So I'm just helping them to help my – just to see where my grandmother is, to see where she at and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that, Tony. Thank you for sharing that. And it's really interesting how something so personal to you uh, can be something that you now support and use your platform as an athlete to shine a light on. So thank you very much for doing that. Yes, sir. Well, Tony, we want to thank you so much for joining us today on Locked on Tar Heels. Before we let you get out of here, where can folks uh, find you out on social media? Um, Instagram, the Juice that Tone, Twitter, 757 Elite DB, and Snapchat, Tony Got. Period juice. You should I love sure. it. <laughs> we will be straight with that. Make sure you go give our guy Tony a follow. Mr. Grimes, best of luck to you and the team this weekend against Pitt and the rest of the season. Can't wait to see how things continue to play out for the Tar Heels. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. My thanks again to Tony Grimes for joining the show and to Heels for Life for helping set up the interview. Coming up this week, we've got an ACC basketball preview on Wednesday with myself and Coach Pat Kilby. And in a bonus double episode Wednesday, Eva Hodgson from Carolina Women's Basketball also joins the show for a great interview. She's fantastic. Make sure to check it out. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels, or you can follow me at Isaac Shade. Thanks for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen. And for your next listen, make sure to check out Locked on Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever else you get podcasts. Hey, thanks so much for making part of your Monday, hanging out with me and with Tony talking Carolina football. It's been great. And I want to remind you that it is always a great day to be a target. Until tomorrow, peace.